0: Good morning, Cleveland. It's a sunny, lovely Monday morning here in London, and I'm here with my co-host Jack. Jack, how've you been, buddy?
1: I've been good. It's been a crazy, crazy week. To think a week ago we were celebrating our first anniversary, and then I've just had loads on this week. Had an absolute blast. And uh, the week always ends the same way—a good chat with you. So uh, can't complain.
0: Excellent. Yeah, and. Uh, We've had some good guests on the on the podcast this week, which has been nice. We've got a big list of big guests for uh, I basically got a good guest or a great guest for every camp uh, review. So uh, the podcast running
1: itself at the moment, it's quite nice. I've been very impressed. Top work. Well done.
0: Yeah, and have you noticed some of my podcasts have been going over the twenty minutes?
1: I was I thought there was an accident when uh, I, I downloaded the podcast this week and it was an hour long podcast. And uh, I did listen to some random parts throughout to make sure you hadn't like just pressed the record button and then left it for an hour. Mm,
0: but yeah, that Friday when I was quite drunk, actually. But I thought I did quite well, so I may get drunk more often. Hey, as long as the fans are enjoying it, that's all that counts. Mate, numbers, as you've seen, are going up and up and up, which is great. And um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I didn't actually remember recording the podcast, but I'm, it was all like robotic because I sent it to you and it all got through fine. So uh, yeah, no problems.
1: Yeah, I was out partying and a podcast came through. I was a bit, I was a bit surprised, <laughs> to be honest, but uh, hey, I um, never complain and then uh, I was out clubbing and another podcast came through, so uh, hey, keep up the good work and uh, how was Saturday?
0: Yeah, great. So um, uh, Saturday was great. Uh, Kelly put on a great uh, Browns back, about 20 Browns fans from London, there's no game on, just basically a meet-up, uh, trying to get the community going a bit in London and uh, Yeah, we had a quiz. I got three out of ten in the quiz, mate. So uh, um, it was a lot more Cleveland-focused than um, browns focus, and I did struggle on a few things.
1: If you got three, then I'd have probably got less. Uh, My Browns history past and stuff like that, it's it's not what it used to be. Um, For me, um, it's all about the day Paul D. Podesta joined, and then the rest, they say, is history.
0: Excellent and uh, uh, me Kelly the, bra- the British brown backers we're going to put on 8th of December a European meetup. so uh, so far we've got Switzerland, Iceland, Germany, Greece I think that's everyone all Sweden all saying they're going to come over and meet and that's just within 12 hours so it's going to be really exciting. hopefully we can get hear this Jack all 26 countries all 51. Where did my 26 come from then? I think I Googled it and it said 26.
1: I think you looked at EU member states from a few years ago. Okay. Uh, obviously, Europe and the EU aren't the same thing, but that's not a debate for today. Um, oh. Because, hey, by the time that event comes around, we might not be in it. Switzerland still aren't in it. And, um, hey, but uh, we're an NFL podcast, so uh, we'll keep chatting ball and uh, stick with that one.
0: Yeah, and uh, just let everyone know, the uh, British Bulldogs, if you're coming over to London and want to watch a game, please be aware that there is a five-hour difference. So if it's a late game, primetime game, there probably won't be a great amount of people meeting at one o'clock in the morning at the Hippodrome to watch a game. So I know a few people are saying, I can't wait to come to the Hippodrome and watch a game. But yeah, if it's a late game, you're... It's going to be probably be me half asleep. As you know, Jack, I do normally fall asleep during the games. So um, yeah, don't expect that loads and loads of energy as if it was a, a one o'clock Cleveland, six o'clock London game.
1: Yeah, no, I've got my half days booked off, but I'll be watching them all from home when it's a half one kickoff in the morning. Uh, the game will finish about 4, um, 4.30. I'll get a few hours sleep and then get into work for uh, two o'clock.
0: So if anyone's coming over to London, let me know, let Kelly know, let the Browns community know you're coming and then uh, we'll try and do something for you. As I always say, I always try and make time for one, two hours for a Jaeger bomb and a pint somewhere in London if you're coming over. But Jack, as you said, we're an NFL podcast. We're not a London tourist
1: board. Tell us what's been going on in the Browns world. So there was one story I saw came out yesterday that I thought was interesting and worth touching on. So there's been lots of rumors about what the new uniforms will look like, but uh, two bits of information have come out. So the first bit of information is the helmet will remain unchanged. So um, there's no plans to mess around with the helmet. I'd personally get rid of the stripe. I think it actually looks better without the stripe. But um, hey, that's um, the news that's come out. And the other part is, um we can't have the color rush uniform as our main jersey um at the minute um there's a longer piece about this on dogsbynature.com but basically uh, it's to do with the primary colors of the browns not being the same as our color rush unis um and uh, yeah that's a shame because uh, I would love that to be our main uniform um, because it's just so much better
0: So we just can't have it, no?
1: Um, I don't know if that's just at the moment or it might change. But uh, yeah, at the moment, um, we can't just uh, flip over to our Colour Rush jersey. So, um, hey, that's a shame. But uh, you never know what's going to change in the future when it comes to the NFL. But uh, I would love to see Colour Rush as our main uniform.
0: Hmm. I haven't got a really strong opinion on the Colour Rush. I like it. Um, I like the classic brown jersey so uh, um, mate one thing I do hate and this may upset some of our listeners I hate the Chinese ones I can spot them a mile off they don't look the same everyone says they do I just don't like them
1: it's the bright 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 orange that I sometimes feel like I want to put some sunglasses on just to uh, check out who's wearing them um, the white ones are actually quite nice um, I'm not massive fan of the team wearing them because i just think white jerseys especially when you're rolling around in a bit of mud sometimes don't look particularly great after that but uh, in terms of fans wearing them i think they look really good um but then yeah you'll throw back one um i really like i say it's a nice jersey
0: yeah being uh slightly on the chubby side wearing white is not a great look and drinking jaeger bombs and it dribbles down onto a white top is actually more i think about it a strict no.
1: Yeah, just uh, yeah, I, I couldn't wear them, but uh, no, I, I do think they look quite good. Um, well, we're not a fashion show podcast, so uh, we'll go <laughs> and actually talk about some NFL now. Um, and one thing that I have been really, really impressed with um, coming out of camp and the noises so far, and it's mainly following just some really, really good people, and there are so many good people doing great work, is we've seen a lot of a 4-2-5 defence. So four on the D-line, two linebackers, and then five DBs. That, for me, is where the base should be. It's where the base of many teams around the NFL is moving, but where the Browns have been severely lacking behind in the last few years. Um, But I I think we're getting there, and uh, that's really, really, really positive to see.
0: Yeah, um it seems it's been very consistent through all the day, days uh camp is they're they're playing this four two, five formation.
1: Yeah, so four two five, um Kirksey Kirksey and uh Schobert in the first one, and then it's I've been reading tacky tacky and uh Mac Wilson have been the second pair behind them. Obviously, that's changed when they've gone into the three linebacker sets, but when you've got the twos and the twos, um, apparently that's the first team and the second team, which is really, really good to see. All well, right, here we go, Jack. Um, just in case someone's
0: a first-time listener, and myself, I don't really get my head around the difference between a 4-2-5 and a 4-3-4. Can you give me a quick overview in 30 seconds?
1: Yeah, so it's basically the role and the body type of what you want in players doing. So more or less every team's going to have the four-man front, so ignore that. We're then looking at what the other seven players are. So your linebackers are tend to be more focused on what's happening in the run game, and that's more where their role is, whereas when you've got cornerbacks, their job's generally always covering wide receivers, and then you've got safeties that are deeper Um, and covering the play there you've got obviously the strong safety that can rush the pass uh, and all sorts of other stuff but by dropping a linebacker and putting in what is usually going to be a slot cornerback most teams are running three wide receiver sets it's the most standard formation is three wide receivers one running back one tight end so the easiest way to match up against that is you put three cornerbacks on the three wide receivers which to do that, you've got to drop one of the linebackers. So it's just a logical reaction to the way the league is going. I would always have a line, a cornerback out there for at least every um, wide receiver. So if I was up against a team that was playing a four wide receiver set, or even a five wide receiver set, I would have four, or I would have five cornerbacks because cornerbacks are their skill set is best matched to covering um, wide receivers. Um, and then you've just sort of got to find that player. It could be a linebacker. It could be a strong safety. It could be a slot cornerback. Who is going to be able to cover a tight end? Um, it can be a tricky thing. It's something the Browns has really, really struggled with in the last few years. And um, we've been slaughtered by tight ends time and time again. And that's still something the Browns have got to sort out. But um, hopefully they'll find someone. It makes sense. And obviously
0: last year, it was very frustrating to watch the, uh, obviously we did quite well with blitzing, but it was very common for a short ball to go to the tight end and gain 10 yards. And in my head, if you have three linebackers, I, it sounds like you lose two linebackers, then it seems like maybe, um, yeah. So you're saying the cornerback basically going to pick up that tight end better. That's the strategy, yeah?
1: Yeah, it'd probably be the, uh, the slot cornerback, which is- likely going to be TJ Carey T. J. or uh, Whitehead um, or Murray can play in there or it can be a strong safety that comes down and marks them I think it a lot of it depends on what your makeup of a tight end is is it a Darren Fells that is just basically a sixth 0 lineman is it a David Njoku who's just an athletic freak um, and more likely there to stretch and be in the receiving game So the elements affect what it is. But yeah, you just want to get the best matchup for size, speed and height with different people. And also, it doesn't just have to be the way of you have more linebackers in there for the run game. Um, We saw a really, really effective shutdown of the Ravens last season by the Chargers. And the Chargers in that game basically exclusively played six um, defensive backs and they completely tore apart the Ravens' run game. So it can be done because your DBs are generally going to be a bit smaller um, than some of the um, other positions you see. But they got out there and did a really, really good job. Um, but more or less, your you divide is... Schobert is one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. He is nowhere near as good as coverage as a cornerback. So um, if, you wanna, if you're focused on defending the pass, you load up with cornerbacks. If you're focused on the run, you're generally going to put more linebackers in there. So it's that divide. For me, I would happily see our defense set up with one linebacker, um, three cornerbacks and three safeties. And I'd have two of them safeties as strong safeties, either side of a Demarius Randall. And then they can rush the passer. They can um, get in there and stop the run. They can cover tight ends. You have just really, really versatile players. And the more different things you can do pre-snap, the better. Because if the quarterback's got to look and see, right, what's the linebacker doing? What is the two strong safeties doing? What direction are they all going? That's just an extra, even if it's a tenth of a second, that's more time that Garrett, Ogunjobi, um Richardson, Vernon have got to get to the quarterback. So, uh, yeah, the more different stuff they can do, the more diverse they are, the better. I would love to have seen, could you imagine derwin james and peppers either side of damaris randall it would have just been absolute carnage that would have been the best safety trio the nfl's probably ever seen
0: mm. and what do you think about uh, miles garrett and uh, baker uh, 49 and 50
1: yeah um for me it's a bit of a nonsense ranking system the way it works i think each player is allowed to rank 10 players and then they just pull out who gets the most votes um and then put that out as rankings. But it's always good to see um, Browns players respected around the league. Um, But no, it all comes down to it. It's all about wins at the end of the day. Rankings are nice, but where's the wins?
0: I was looking at the rankings and um, Baker 50, Big Ben 44. I think that's fair.
1: Um, Yeah, I think it's one of them where I think it's 10 players each. Um, It's not the best ranking system um, okay. because it's not like every player's asked to give their one to a hundred um, so I, I, I think it's more or less they're the same ranking when you're in that sort of middle of the range um, ratings
0: Excellent and um, training cap I was going to ask you a bit of breaking uh, news yesterday was Greg Joseph four out of four and uh, Austin uh, Seibert one out of four. So he missed three kicks.
1: Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's one of them where it will still take some more time to see. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I still think it's sort of two-thirds um, Siebert's battle to lose. Um, but uh, you can never rule out Greg Joseph. People like Jake Burns are saying it looks like he's kicking better. But it is such a small sample size that it's really hard to judge.
0: But really, mate, Greg Joseph isn't missing any kicks at the moment. And uh, Austin just seems to uh, be not on fire at all. Surely Greg Joseph is now 51-49% in pole position.
1: No, I'd say because you've made that investment. Um, if you were looking at that sort of thing, then Chad Thomas never makes the team last year. And you've got... Um, who's the defensive... Uh, Kyle Nassib would still be on the Browns. So when you invest any pick into a player they have a much better chance of making the roster. Um, but it is only a fifth round pick, I believe. So it could easily get cut. Um, John Dorsey has no respect for um, draft value once the pick's been made. Um, you're not committed or tied into the team. He's happy to walk away if he feels it's in the best interest of the roster.
0: Excellent. And uh, any, any key battles you're looking forward to in the uh, um, training camp?
1: Well, it's one thing, um, I saw from Jake Burns. Um, this has been the big question people have been asking of what is the wide receiver room going to look like? Um, and he's tweeted out that number one in the X is Beckham. Number one in the Z Z is Higgins. And number one in the slot is Landry with Callaway Willies and Heineman backing up respectively. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's just interesting to note that that's where they are at the moment. So, uh, yeah, good luck to them. It's, it's going to be a, a fascinating battle. Um, make sure you're following Jake. Make sure you're following um, some other great people. Uh, say Mac Robinson's been really good for following his stuff at camp. Um, I don't think Jeff Riston's down there yet. I think he's coming over from uh, the Lions camp. Traitor. Sorry. Um. <laughs> um and no it's there there's some just really really good commentators for the browns we were in a really lucky position to have some great voices and some clever voices that are willing to cut through the nonsense um when those two lads have been asking questions it's actually questions i care about not whose youtube channel or what other nonsense is going on so uh no it's good interesting stuff
0: excellent yeah i can't wait and uh Willies, Hyman, Blake Jackson, they've all got a fight on their hands. Uh, um, Sorry, uh, Giuseppe as well. Mate, I think one or two injuries. You can see some of these guys uh, making making the roster.
1: Oh, yeah, with injuries, it's certainly going to happen. Now, I saw the headline, now Freddie's driving the bus. um, Players are getting snaps off. Um to rest and make sure they're all recovered, but no players had a day off. So um that's just a really interesting note. Um to see where we're at. Yeah.
0: Um I saw Avery had a slight injury yesterday. Be interested to see how that pans out, but yeah, Duke Johnson may be injured. Um yeah, w- wait and see until we get some more details, I think.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say there's a good sort of 25 players in that 90-man roster that have zero chance of making the roster. Um, I think you're looking at sort of about 65 players is what the Browns are currently sat there going. These are sort of 65 players have a shot of making the 53. Um, And then, yeah, they're just going to cut and play around and sort of um, toy with some ideas. And then it's going to be interesting to see who makes the practice squad because just because we want to put someone on the practice squad, they've still got clear waivers. So uh, there's the chance someone else can nab them. Mm.
0: And we ain't number one waivers anymore as well.
1: No, we're down the pile. So um, that's going to be all right. There's no real shot of when someone gets cut, if they're that good, we ain't going to get them. Um, And that's perfectly fine. That's good team problems. Um, As I say, you can't keep all your best players. You don't get the best of everyone else's scraps. Um, That's what happens when you're winning games. And that's perfectly fine all right Jack anything else you want to cover today Um, I don't think there's anything else I think it's all uh, been positive it's one to keep an eye on I just can't wait for the season now Um, I'm not even really raring just for the pre-season games I, I want week one Um, I want it now and uh, I literally cannot wait
0: well hold on to your horses there Jack we've got four pre-season games I'm looking forward to and uh, it starts let's work this out Ten days time, maybe.
1: Say it. Ten days time. Wow. May twelve.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah. Twelve days time. Um, Thursday night. So yeah, about um. Ten, eleven, twelve days time. We're gonna be. Uh, oh, I'm gonna be up at one o'clock at night watching the. Uh, watching it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna uh, watch the game in forty in the morning. Um, do they do the game in forty of the preseason? I might have to just watch the whole thing then. Yeah, I think you should watch the whole thing, mate. I'm not going to watch it live. There is no chance. All right, Jack. Is it Friday? Oh, it's Friday morning. That's a shame. If it was Saturday, I'd have watched it. The Colts one's quite nice. I might be watching that with you. The the Colts, yeah. The Colts
0: one um, is, nine o'clock. I think, a Saturday night at nine o'clock. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, and then we're off to Chelsea the next day. Very Nice. Oh, a double header. Winning.
0: <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, look, thanks a lot for coming on, mate. We need to do a cap show because a few people have been talking cap and I've said I'm going to have to ask Jack about this. So we have to get you on and, and have a bit of a cap overview.
1: Yeah, it's, um, we're sort of just waiting for some moves. Um, I can do a bit on where we're at now. Um maybe put a show out later this week or um, start of next week just with a sum up of where the roster is. Um, not really predicting any moves, but just sort of highlighting where the team is. And then, uh, yeah, I might have some wild guesses for what uh, the uh, salaries might be if we try to keep some of them names like Randall, Tretter, Higgins um, and Schober. everyone else.
0: Yeah, But There's quite a few uh, names that are fighting for things this year. So uh, that, that could be in the Browns' advantage as well
1: there's not much money and there's lots of people to re-sign so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, yeah it's exciting times
0: we'll go Browns and keep listening and uh, we'll be doing some competition zooms as well when the season starts woo exciting Chinese NFL shirts going out I've got one in my drawer that I've never worn oh perfect alright brilliant <laughs> We've got the prize ready. (laughs) Have a
1: good one, buddy. I'll see you soon.